you can always listen on your schedule on the Murphy Sam and Jody podcast. It's just easy to you know download at any time. You can go to murphysamandjody.com, Google it, and uh, also come hang out with us after the show because we do an, a new episode every day of something that you will only hear on the podcast. Sam, the other day on our Instagram, you got a comment from Jessica, uh-huh. and she said, yeah, I love the new glasses on you. But um, she also wanted you to know that she fit all the requirements of your list. Ah, my Meaning dating profile. You're dating right. the things you were looking for in Which a person. Which is now offline because I've taken it down for a little while. Okay, to take a break. Yeah, and what's funny is, the, I guess it's kind of the way I'm doing this. I found they actually have a new name for this. It's the new trend in dating called serendipidating. What does that mean? And, you know, uh, serendipity is just it, whatever happens, happens, yeah. yeah right. Stuff by chance. Oh. Apparently, a lot of the uh, a lot of millennials are getting off the dating apps and just letting dating happen by chance. Oh, and it's not working? I guess I can be sort of accused of doing because, you know, I really haven't gone out but there wait, to so find. Okay. But dating happening by chance, meaning just waiting for it to show up? Or you're if you're to meet somebody, yeah, I mean, you're or just going to run into somebody. It's just going to happen by chance. That you know, you never don't try too hard. Something will happen. I mean, what's what's so wrong with that? Why is that considered a bad idea? The experts are saying it's a mistake to do that because you really need to put in the work if you want to get the date. Well, think of it in different terms, Murphy. Uh, if you were thinking of not dating but business, will you want to just hope that you make it, or do you want to actually put a plan in place and work the plan so you'll make it? Well, now that you put it that way, right? I can speak yeah, his Jody. language. Yeah. I can yeah. speak Murphy's language. Okay. And even when I was on the dating apps and the websites, I really wasn't putting in. Tons right. of effort. Right. I was waiting for something to happen. So the, the, I, I feel that, meaning if you really want to date and find someone, you do need to put a plan into place. Right. However, the sentimental person in me says, I do believe in the serendipity-ness serendipity-ness of it. That's kind of what I... That's how I... I mean, I don't want to be pie in the sky and Pollyanna, but yeah, if if it's meant to happen, that, <laughs> that saying, if it's meant to happen, right. it, it'll happen. I right. think... You know, look how many times I went to Home Depot and whatever happened there. You never met, I put in the effort there and I can't ever find her. Well, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of a, that's not like expanding your social circle. You'll have to do more home improvement places than that. Yeah, I can yeah. do Lowe's next time. I didn't plan to meet Murphy. He didn't plan to meet me. Yeah. It happened that well, way. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't have a plan, right. obviously. We still don't 20 yeah. years later. Serendip marriage. Yeah, see? All right, time to get started. It's third. Well, I guess it was time to get started probably a little while ago, but you know. Depends on what time you get up. Yeah. Okay, guys, you know I'm binge watching the show This Is Us. I just finished season one last night. Oh, you finish? Okay. I did. I didn't like that. Did you? Yeah. But I do. I want to talk about Kate. You know, I love the character Kate. Uh Toby. Kate. So, you want to be fat friends? I can't fall for a fat person right now. I just. I really root for her. I don't know. I just feel her, and, mm-hmm. and I just really love her character, and I cannot wait to see where she's going to go and what's going to happen to her and Toby. Um, but, you know, in season one, and you don't have to watch the show to appreciate this, and, and I want to hear from you on it too, ladies. In season one, she went to a retreat, and it was this place where she could regroup, and she did this instead of having, like, weight loss surgery. And it's a place to meditate, and exercise mm-hmm. and go to therapy and all this kind of stuff. And every section of that storyline, when she was there, I was like, oh, oh, I just need for the that. Relaxation? I felt like I would love that. Yeah. I think most people would love that. Some you know? sort of like, I need to get away, put my phone down. 
Yeah. What's funny to me about you saying that, Jody, is, you know, we've joked, you've teased me, actually, because I've not taken my guys weekend. You've done your girls weekend a couple of times. And, and we'll continue. Everybody needs a little getaway, but I've actually thought about doing just that. Yeah. Do one of those kind of retreats where you spend time, you know, it's, it's it, focus baby. time and meditation and everything else. for a else. couple days. Yeah. And it's just a, you know, it's basically a therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, some people do it for weeks. I don't think we could get away with that. No. <laughs> I think you could definitely benefit from a couple of days. And yeah. I think that you should. These places offer massages. It and stuff too probably that's what i'm saying wow. right they specialize in different things some of them are spiritual based some of them are zen based i some looked of them into are- one years ago remember when i was doing a lot of yoga and i looked into a yoga retreat it was a three day four, three or four day thing but it was way expensive and i just decided mm, not gonna do that in the family within the family budget right now mom right. disappears for four days and so does this much money you know <laughs> but it just made me feel, feel like oh and i was thinking ahead to may which is when i always take my mother's day saturday and i go away yeah instead of filling it with shopping and retail which is what i normally do maybe i should go chillax somewhere for the I, day i wonder if you could actually sit still for that long though jody as much i mean i know that you do like to relax but you do not sit still well for long You'd need some sort of a like really engaging getaway weekend. Right? <laughs> exactly. Partial relaxation, part intense. Like keep her busy. Yeah. We'll look into it. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. All right, someone's come up with what they call the easiest diet ever. We're going to dig into it, explain it, and see if it really is the easiest. Okay. Coming up next, I have one of those little low blood sugar episodes and tore into a bag of something I shouldn't have torn into last <laughs> night, Sam. Jody gets to play uh, detective on some mornings, Sam. When With she, what? Before she heads out. Hey, well, a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she finds little wrappers and things. And so she knows that sometime between the time we went to bed and the time that she's woken up to be here, that I had one of those low blood sugar episodes and probably went and you know had to treat to bring it, it up. It usually involves like an empty orange juice container and a box of cereal. <laughs> And crumbs, and I'm like, oh, somebody had a must-have midnight snack. Murphy, you don't pour this orange juice on the cereal, do you? No, no, no. He doesn't bother with plates or bowls. But, you know, being a type 1 diabetic, and a lot of times that I don't wind up with the whole insulin low thing, but sometimes it just happens, Mm -hmm. and you have to be prepared for it. So you treat it with a liquid, and that really should be enough. But I think what happens is in the middle of the night when I'm not quite awake, the hunger is exaggerated. And that's where, I mean, I get more hungry than what is real yeah. so i don't stop it just when i'm treating that mm-hmm. is the problem i start looking for the other things to eat so you like drink orange juice or lemonade first to actually treat it and bring it up which is a fast way to bring up a blood sugar mm-hmm. just smart that straight sugar but then yeah he snacks hard and heavy but, I, but if there's something that i know that i can eat that's not really over the top bad i'll do that but la- you know last night uh, i tore into the, the bag of candy labeled on the front Phoebe's do not touch. <laughs> Our youngest daughter's. Now, but here's the problem: it's Christmas candy, and so it's a gummy bear. Well, it's going to go bad anyway. It's in my low blood sugar stupor moment, you know, I kind of I thought, well, this is you know old candy now. So I went in there. I, there were some Snickers minis in there that were pretty good, and um, and then I stumbled across a <laughs> a caramel filled Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, was he still fresh? Yeah, but it, it kept Looked me... like a crime scene, it, huh? It kept me busy for about 10 minutes. It was a chewy, chewy thing. Yeah, I hate that for you. But I know about that exaggerated hunger from one time when I was pregnant... And I had to fast to do the blood clo- uh-huh. the blood glucose testing or whatever. And so I had to fast. Mm-hmm. And then they had che- checked my blood. And on the way out, I was so hungry. I think I, my blood sugar was low. And I could not have eaten a Subway sandwich quicker. Yeah. 
Right. It's just weird. I don't know if it's it's just a physiological, psychological, or both response. But the hunger, in, if I don't really stop myself and go, wait, 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 you've had enough to treat with. <laughs> Your Get body's it, lying to you that you need exactly. to eat. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. do you have to now explain this to Phoebe or replace it? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. not saying a word. I just gently put the bag <laughs> back. I don't, and, I don't know where you'd find a caramel-filled Santa Claus right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, not on this diet, a Santa Claus that's caramel-filled. Um, someone has come up with, up with what they say the easiest, most simple diet uh-huh. ever. We'll tell you about it next and see if you think it's easy. So what is this about the easiest diet ever, Jody? Simplest diet ever. It's a dietitian, a Danish dietitian. <laughs> not Danish that's in the company machine. Oh, yeah, that I would be gotcha. the opposite of a diet. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Jody. <laughs> okay, she's also the, the, uh, the CEO of a biotech company. She did this diet herself, created it, uh-huh. did it herself, lost 88 pounds in 10 months by following her plan. And she says it's okay. the easiest ever. Because and now, is it real or is it one of these fly-by-night? No, it's it would be real. It would be something that you could do. If you would do this, right. it should yeah. work. You know, it's, it's. I see where Sam's coming from on this because Why probably on this very day in 1921, somebody came up with and professed sure. on the papers that day mm-hmm. the easiest diet ever. Guaranteed right. to work. It's, okay, it's, yeah, we've, it's heard it for, we've heard it for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It gets it's to the point where sell. you really don't believe it because, yeah, 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 easiest diet ever. Okay, I guess the word easy here, meaning you don't have to log anything, you don't have to weigh anything, you don't have to count anything. You do, do you have, have to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> right. you do, this is it. Okay? You do four handfuls at each meal. One handful of protein, one handful of carbs, and two handfuls of vegetables okay. and a spoonful of fat, now, meaning oil or however you want to cook it or season it up. And that's just as your measurement guide. You're not literally saying grab a fistful of vegetables, grab another fistful that's of vegetables. That's your measurement. Portions, yeah, yeah, your hand. Your hand being proportionate for your stomach and body, meaning however much meat you should eat, Murphy, is your hand size. And however much meat I should eat would be my hand size. Uh, now, is that my, is that making a fist or is that fully open? Can I eat a steak that Handful. Big? I think open. Yeah, now, do I use my left hand or my right hand? How do you do it? This is supposed to be easy. I thought this was the easiest diet Four ever. Four handfuls. One handful of protein, one of carbs, and two of vegetables, you know, uh, and then one spoonful of fat. She did this for a long time, 10 months, lost 88 pounds. I got to say, it kind of makes for sense meal. because I, I remember like just Weight Watchers, for instance. They, yes, all, they, all, they, current, they sometimes say handful. Like when you're eating the meat, three or four ounces, a handful of chicken. Right. Something like, for you oh, to identify okay, it right. with. And this is every meal? Three meals a day like this? Three meals a day like that. It doesn't say anything about huge snacking. Is there anything on there about or a handful of ice cream? <laughs> no. A handful of candy, handful of french fries. Handful of Cheetos. It's called the Scandy Sense Diet. We'll post a link for you at murphysamandjody.com. Text us 877-310-4675. All right, next, more of what you say has been the hardest thing for you to teach your kids. Leanne is next with two things. Love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ to call or text us. Um, And this week, we want to hear from you on what do you say is the hardest thing for you to teach your children. Leanne, you've got two the first thing's pretty simple because these kids are so 
into social media, uh-huh. I try to teach my daughter, who's 16, how to be more uh, social and open and speak well to people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her to get a job for the summer, and every time I say, hey, go in there and get an application, no, 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 I can't, come with me. Oh, and I'm yeah. trying to be the teacher of assertiveness. That's one thing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the other thing is uh, teaching her how to drive, because yep. um, responsibility as a uh, parent trying to teach these kids because we're the ones sitting home worrying about them. Mm-hmm. There's so many uh, rules and regulations when it comes to teaching a kid how to drive, and you don't want to teach them your bad habits because <laughs> you've been doing it for 30 years. Right. But uh, those are my two big teenage things I'm trying to teach my kids. Yeah. How to be more social and how to drive properly and not lose their cool. <laughs> Those are big. Those are big. And the social thing is ginormous mm-hmm. because because kids are connected, not in person, but more electronically. And that is not a life skill that's not going to help them in an office of the future dealing with human beings. My daughter Maddie has that same issue. She, she can get on any of the sites mm-hmm. and she's a social butterfly. But when it comes to well, in, in person getting her to do stuff, she, she did the exact same thing you're saying, Leanne. Can you come with me? Yeah. Can you come with me? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank so, you, Leanne. Say, oh, thank you. I listen to you guys every morning, and I love you guys. You're thank, great. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for that. We, Have a great one. We appreciate the call. She's so right about the uh, bad habits driving thing, by the way. Hmm. I have had to really dial it back because, you know, what am I say? Not that I did anything wrong, but I've had to be uh-huh. really cautious about, you know, it's it's like anything, I you're guess. You're being watched. Everything yes. you do behind yes. the wheel, you're being watched. They're, they're, they're not, know it. They're not dangerous liberties, but you realize you fudge on some things that you would never have done uh, when you, you were taking the rolling the stop stuff. sign, huh? And they'll do what they see you do, right. not what you tell them but, to do. But you are so right, Leanne. We are the example. 877-310-4675. Patricia, coming to you next. 877-310-4675. You letting us know what do you find is the hardest thing to teach your children. Patricia, what's yours? I think it's to take care of money and pay attention to credit. Because they want everything right now. Huh. Yeah. Teaching them that, you know, they're going to grow up and they're going to get credit cards and it's not going to take too long to get into a mess of debt. Yeah. And credit cards are just everywhere. Yeah. So I taught my son real young about credit cards. I gave him a credit card when he was 10 mm. um, on one of my accounts. Mm-hmm. And we talk about when you use a credit card and when you don't use a credit card and wait for things and how to save for things. Yeah. And so when he turned 18, we helped him to get his own credit card, and he had an $800 limit on it, and boy, he learned real fast that at $10 at a time, you can max out an $800 credit card. <laughs> right. Yep. And we let him suffer with paying it off at $20 a week and seeing how his money was coming in and had to write back out at somebody else to somebody else, mm-hmm. and he didn't own it. Wow. And he got that paid off. He gave me the credit card back. He said, Mom, please don't ever give this to me oh, again. Oh, <laughs> Wow. You did a good yeah. job, you know. You, you're the proof that teaching, it's not a one-time sit-down yeah. conversation. It is something you do throughout their childhood. 
you know, it's constant, and especially since we all use debit cards now instead of cash so much. Mm-hmm. The kids get used to watching you pull out a piece of plastic and swipe and pull out a piece of plastic and swipe. Yes. And it's so mm-hmm. important that they understand what's credit and what's debit and what when that you're means. really actually paying cash. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've looked at, at credit card statements together, you know, in the corner where they tell you if you pay the minimum, it's mm-hmm. going to take you this long and yeah. cost you this much. You pay a little more. So he really gets the whole idea of how much extra he's paying for things. Right. And that led to a conversation about paying yourself first and having savings so that when you really, really do want something, you've got some money put away Boom. for it. You're speaking Murphy's language now. <laughs> Super exciting. Yes. Pay yourself first. <laughs> Have a great morning. You too, Patricia. Thanks, Patricia. Call us anytime. Actually, explain that to our youngest daughter, Phoebe. And, well, actually, and to our oldest daughter, Taylor, who now uh-huh. has a job. But that's really, it, it feels like it's the you know most difficult thing to do. But once if you really pay yourself first and you put it away and you ignore it and don't touch it, that's the easiest way to save. Uh-huh. And it's so much more powerful when you start out young that way if you don't ever have to touch that money because it will grow you know over your years. But so many people find a way to, you know, justify not paying themselves first, even in the toughest of moments. You know what I mean? It's just great advice. So thank you, Patricia. You can weigh in on this too, 877-310-4MSJ. Sam has decided to stop using real people for dating advice. <laughs> well, you don't like to be social, do you, Sam? It's just something I came across on, on Alexa with my Amazon Echo. Yeah. Uh, right now... Um, through Valentine's Day, there's a company called Three Day Rule that is teamed up with Alexa, and they've added a new skill. Now, we, you know, on our smartphones, we call them apps, but Alexa has these things called skills, skills which, which are, are kinda, apps, well, kind of like apps. Okay, and you can uh, enable the three the uh, app for three day or the skill for three day uh, rule, and each day you can ask Alexa to uh, give you a dating tip between See, now and it's Valentine's not for three day. days that the app is that's called just the name of the company. three day rule right okay i think that's a dating term like three day rule oh if you get a phone number you don't instantly jump and call somebody you can give it three days oh like, is that what it is you don't look Those too ah, but even but in today's world three days could be an eternity three maybe, days means you're not interested maybe 24 hours but yeah. i wouldn't yeah right Thank i agree you. we not, are one mind no wonder we we're are, married Jody, that's right it's not to be confused with the five second rule okay that's different it's not <laughs> yeah. okay, it hits so the floor and... alexa's giving dating advice yeah and she's got a new diff- different advice every day and you know i kind of thought maybe this is gonna be something real quick but it's actually long here's one i got from yesterday okay here's today's tip Studies have shown that a clean home is linked to less stress and more happy thoughts. So listen to your matchmaker. Take extra time this week to clean up your space. Feeling good attracts people and makes you more open to the unexpected. A clean house means an uncluttered mind. You feel me? <laughs> you feel me? So clean well, that's my not house. What I expected, that's, but that's the thing too. I thought it would be self improvement right there. It's like clean your house. You'll feel good. And, you know, maybe it'll help you with the ladies. Well, but you know, maybe what she's saying there is confidence booster yeah. makes it right. easier for you to go through the process. And I got news right? for you. For women who are dating a man, the more interested she becomes in him, the more she wants to see where he lives and how he lives. Yeah. <laughs> because if there's a thought of this man is going to be mine in the future, I need to know how he keeps his space. I want to see his pad. That's right. Yeah, so it's good to have a good clean house before cool, you bring Can we have over. a few more of these like next week well, from yeah. Alexa? So you're going to try them every day? I'm going to see if there's something I can use. I mean, this one telling me to clean you, my well, house. Well, you've already got a clean house. Yeah, so I'll grab a couple of these over the weekend. Call or text us 877-310-4MSJ. 
Coming up, more of your love story recommendations for Sam. Rom-com. Well, rom-coms, okay. But the thing is... He loves rom-coms because he, even though he says he's a chick flick guy, if it's missing the element of romance, he's not, not in it. Not yeah. about it. It needs the rom to be a rom-com. Okay. Yeah, it needs romance and comedy though. You can't yeah. ta- can't take the Notebook. It's too serious. So uh, you it. can Facebook us or uh, call us at eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Okay, so how long have we had Papa the Bulldog, your dream dog, Murphy? A uh, couple since, months. Uh, February, so it's only been about eight or nine weeks. Yeah. Oh, man. Seems like a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, he is growing on me. I will say that. He's a little bit better than he used to be as far as behavior. Because of the pack and because we walk him every day. I think he's finally getting used to, yes. hey, this is the way that this works. Right, right. And he does have a very soft, pettable head and ears. Aww. I do love to pet him. He's just a little crazy. I mean, he's got crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. He just does. But bulldogs he's do. Really cute. That's why people are kind of afraid of bulldogs because you have the whole tooth and the eyes thing. It's like, oh, is this dog about to snap? Yeah, <laughs> I thought we should have named him Capone. I totally did. And he looks like Al Capone to me. Okay. But he comes to Papa. That's his name. So we just kept the name. And it, it suits him. So anyway, um, I didn't know. I, I don't think you knew this last night, Murphy. I was petting Papa. We were talking, Phoebe and I. And she said, oh, by the way, Mom. He ate a glue stick. (laughs) What? (laughs) He ate a glue stick. And I was like, what? So I was worried. I'm thinking glue? If you get glue in your system, man, you need to go to the doctor. That's what I thought. I mean, did this happen so fast or was she just not wanting to tell anybody it was happening? Well, I started asking questions and it was four days ago. (laughs) Great. And then Phoebe said... And he's coming handy with arts and crafts projects. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> she said she was doing arts and crafts. Yeah. She accidentally dropped a, gr- a glue stick. And yeah. before she could get it, he had eaten it. Yeah. And that's how it goes with Papa. My house is so clean because of this dog because we're afraid to drop anything. Yeah. Um, she said, though, it was okay, Mom. It was Elmer's. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> well, so, is that say, glue you can eat? But still, it's got the plastic... I know. You know I, I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, we'll just need to watch for a second tail. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gross. And four days ago. Uh, so four, I think you should check the yard in that he case. He seems fine, doesn't he? He was great on the walk last night. He was loving all on me. I think he's fine. I, 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 yeah, but I mean, now I mean, you got me wondering. I'm going to have to be watching for, uh, you know, a glue stick. <laughs> or maybe him slowing and down. here I am worried about him chewing on your shoes last night. I guess I should have been focused on something else. He didn't chew on my shoes, did he? Yeah, I had to shove your shoes oh, under great. the bed. Okay. What do you say is the hardest thing you've ever had to teach your child? And we mean tangible or non-tangible. We mean behind the wheel of a car right. for like that's mine or is it something that's like you know inside of them that you want to instill 877-310-4MSJ it really is different for everybody yes it is what's up Bart for me it's prioritization yes needs before wants and work before play boom wow <laughs> man that's a good one it's true I want to hang with my friends all day but my room is a wreck I dare you do homework and so you, it's hard to teach. What have you done? How do you do it? You just stay on them about it? Yeah, pretty much. You got to, you know, stay on them. And then I turn around and, you know, if I, if I come home and they're playing and haven't done their homework, well, then yeah. they get in trouble. And yeah, I got tired of the uh, eight o'clock rolls around time to start getting re- getting everything ready to end the night and they're like well i've got homework to do right yeah. Right. yeah 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 that's a tricky one for me because when they first get home from school if we're going straight home because sometimes they have after school stuff 
But for me, I do like to give them a short break in the afternoon for a snack and something that's not because they've been at school all day. I believe in breaks. I work better with breaks. And then, you know, start on it, but not too late. Do you give breaks? They usually have about an hour before I get home. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to have about 30 minutes. Yeah. And then they're supposed to start on their homework and do their chores. Half the time I catch them, you know, playing a game or sometimes, (laughs) you know, outside with their friends when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Outside with outside with their friends is important to me too. But yeah, it's it's a, it is a whole big it balance is. game. And this is the time where you either instill it or you're out of luck. Yeah, because you'll spend they'll spend the rest of their lives trying to repair it if you don't instill it. Yeah, I try. Thanks, Bart. Appreciate the call. Getting kind of heavy for early morning, huh, Sam? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Jump in any time to this conversation. Let us know what you have found to be the hardest things to teach your kiddos. 877-310-4MSJ. Tara's hanging on. You're next. All right. We want to hear from you. What has been the hardest thing you have found to teach your children? 877-310-4675. What about you, Tara? We've been very, very thorough with internet safety, mm-hmm. but my daughter's got her own phone now. They've had iPads for several years, Yeah. but my daughter has started playing games online now, mm-hmm. and she started talking to people in different states yeah. that ask questions about like what the weather is like here, mm-hmm. and we, her father and I, have had to <laughs> take iPads and phones because it is just something that we cannot reiterate enough about you do not tell people your name you do not tell people where you live and even when we were growing up i I graduated in 2001 so i'm 34 now Mm -hmm. but even when we were growing up you know it wasn't safe internet safety was something our parents went over with too but it is so dangerous now it is and having having a little girl that's you know almost a teenager it is just i mean i worry about that so much more than i ever realized that i would I think it would be the equivalent of dropping your kid off in the middle of nowhere or at a party where you know yes. no one and just leaving. Leaving them there. Yes, absolutely. You almost can't teach them to be safe enough when it comes to stuff like that. Agreed. Because, you know, somebody will tell them, oh, yeah, I go to school with you. And you're like, you don't know that that person right. goes to school with you. Uh, my son Jackson, who is 14, oh. has some of the same issues because, well, number one, he's a teenager, so he knows more than anybody. Yes. Uh, in the world. <laughs> so when you try to explain that, you, you try to explain that to them that those people could just be fishing and they're not necessarily telling you the truth. Now, he thinks that they are exactly. because who would lie to him? And it's like even when he's on his, play, on his PlayStation, on his PS4, playing games with people all over the country, it's like, do not give out any information. I honestly would, would rather just take the computer away, but it doesn't you can't tell no. most because you know everybody has one and right. you know, they need it for homework and you just don't know where to draw the line. It's the world they live in. Your your number one job as their parent first and foremost is to protect them. Right. So. Tara, thank you for calling. That's a very yes. good one. I'm glad You're you brought welcome. that up. I love listening to you guys. We listen to you guys every morning. Oh, uh, thank you. You know, with our girls, letting them have phones, and I think they both had phones by the time they were 11. Well, 11 and 12. Because they were doing some after-school activities mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, I, I agree that you want to put, put the caution out there, but we also tried to balance it out where we didn't want to scare the heck out of them. But yeah, it's, it's a, a delicate balance. It is act. a delicate, but you got to be on top of it as much as you can be. Right. 877-310-4675 to jump in. 
So much is going on around here today. Yoda recommends you do it, not try it. Try not. Do. Yeah. Or do not. There is no try. Exactly. Exactly. That is a great lesson Mm -hmm. in life. Thank you, Yoda. And also, we're celebrating thoughtful (laughs) kids. 877-310-4MSJ. What's up, Celeste? I wanted to share um, my daughter, 19-year-old daughter, who lives two hours away from college. On Valentine this year, she surprised me. They showed up at lunchtime at my office with flowers and my favorite chicken salad from where she works. And we went and had a beautiful lunch, and she just, I was in tears because I just, She's a typical teenage girl and yeah. never expected it. And she just walked in the door. And yeah. so it was a beautiful moment that I'll never forget. That is awesome. Nice. And do you think it's possible that she also being away from you now, farther away, is more appreciative of you? It's that circle, you know, that thing, that cyclical thing that happens with kids. Well, you know, I think that's true. I Because um, there are other times things, you know, calls I get and I'm like, oh, right. okay, she really wants my opinion now. So, right. so yes, <laughs> I think that is true. I'm, I'm all about kids moving away when they get to college to yeah. start learning life and, and hopefully appreciate their parents a little more. Right. <laughs> yes, when, I when, agree. When you're, they're right up underneath you, they, they don't appreciate you. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay, Amen. too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's Amen. a beautiful, thoughtful thing for her to do. Yeah. And thank you all for doing this this week. I think it's a great topic to talk about. Thank you. It is. We're going to continue to celebrate these kids, I think. Thank you, Celeste. 877-310-4675 if you want to jump in. Hey, Jody, I know you're not a lover of spiders, but you actually will probably think this is a cool story. I don't have a massive issue with spiders. I'm more geckos get away. How do you feel about tarantulas? Ah! Um, I, I don't want one on me, but I can yeah, look at one. I don't like spiders. I just don't like the way they move. All those legs. I've got a girlfriend who would burn her house down than no. have a spider in it. Well, and you remember the uh, in the seventies, I think especially. I always seem to be movies about spiders and you know, all, all, I guess any sort of insect. That's it's a real kind of phobia. So it's real. Tarantulas were like a big deal. Yeah. Um, but this is the story of a spider who just passed away and was a record holder. And why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Just where do you get this news? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was up late last night. Yeah, cool. Murph. It was in a Twitter feed. I mean, it showed oh. up in USA Today, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Okay. Because the scientists are really bummed out about this tarantula that died. Tarantulas usually only live to be 20 years old. This spider was 43 years old. Whoa. And the reason that they're able to track, and it lived in the outback, by the way, in Australia. It did not live in a lab. The reason that they're able to track the spiders, tarantulas tend to live in the same hole their entire lives. <laughs> they do. There's a joke there somewhere. There is. Man. And um, so they've been tracking you know, this tarantula for years, and they were hoping that she was going to make it to be 60. Right. And it... I know. It's I, not enough that she made it double her expectancy. I didn't know they lived to 43. Yeah, I didn't either. That's what I'm saying. All this is like, wow, mind-blowing. And so, you know, you would think... 43 years old for a tarantula that's 20 years older than the average. That's yeah. right. That's it, was, it was just Huge. natural causes, right? It was time to die. Um, that's not what happened, though. No. Oh. Did, are yeah. you about to say something awful? No. Like it well, got I hit mean, by a to, semi-truck? To, to me, it's, <laughs> it's what Sam's picturing here, because yeah. this, is, this is Sam's kind of story. Somebody was hiking and stepped on her. Sam is like, you've made it this far in life, yeah. and all of a sudden... <laughs> to have it end with, ah, spider! Spider! <laughs> 
Well, no, that's not, that's not, no! that's not how it ended. <laughs> but that's kind of what I was thinking. It was a, yeah. some a human mishap. It wasn't. Okay. It was a wasp sting. Oh. The spider died from oh. a wasp sting. That's the ultimate rock, paper, scissors yeah. of the wild. That's right. I mean, the, the wasp, you know, arguably one of the more useless insects out there, right? Yeah, I don't know. The, and it took out a tarantula. And he was 43 years old. So Man. that's why the scientists are bummed the about scientists this. scientists are yeah. mad at the wasp. Yeah. I, I guess you could call that, quote unquote, natural causes, but it's it is. external. Oh, that's natural I mean. yeah. for sure. Bummer. So RIP uh, number 16. That was her name. They called her 16. Gotcha. That's cool. Give us a call anytime. We love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. That's 877-310-4675. And we're celebrating thoughtful kids all this week. When kids turn the tables on you and do something unexpected, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your story, Heather? Well, I don't have any children of my own, but I have hundreds of past and present uh school children Yay. and I had a little girl come up to me yesterday I won't tell you what school I work at but I'll tell you her name okay <laughs> an excellent school yeah um, but the little girl came up to me yesterday and she gave me a little bundle of paper towel with a necklace inside mm-hmm. and I opened it up and it was like um, a little rosary necklace a little pink rosary necklace mm-hmm. and of course I thanked her for it it was beautiful and I said this is so sweet and she said, well, it only costs a dollar, Miss B, but I know you love Jesus. Oh, man. And my heart just melted. <laughs> right. Oh, my so, gosh. And the cool, cool thing about it is um, I always get a little sad around my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday and because my mom passed oh, I'm um, sorry. about 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was just confirmation that she's always going to be thinking about me and that right. you know, God sends his messages in the form of little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have a friend who wrote a poem after she worked at a preschool for a long time. She doesn't work there anymore called Bring Me Rocks because the kids would have <laughs> yeah. nothing to give the ki- the teachers except these cool rocks they'd find on the playground and and she said that kids brought her exactly. rocks all the time and it's like them them showing you that they yeah. love you. Yeah. <laughs> They know I like animals too, so they bring me like dead butterflies and half of a right. dragonfly. They <laughs> right. Like you so, know? Sounds like my cats. <laughs> when somebody gives you all they have to give, that's thoughtfulness and love. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Well, enjoy your day. It sounds like you're surrounded by a lot of a lot of love, Heather. Awesome kids. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. So 877-310-4675, whether it's uh, your students or your children, uh, we're celebrating thoughtful kids this week. Like my teenager, Taylor, wants to take me to see uh, the new Avengers movie. Since yeah. I didn't feel good earlier, like she's going to take me. By the way, if you back out of that, I'm, I'm available. She's not going to take you, Sam. Okay. She wants to take mom All or right. a friend. Sorry. Okay. okay. 877-310-4MSJ. Andrea, uh, you are next. So, I want to go around the table here, guys, um, and I want to ask you, and mm-hmm. you got to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. It's not a game. I just really want to know. Um, <laughs> oh, I was excited there for a moment. Well, no can, winners or losers. You can make it like a game. Okay, Sam, you have five kids. Yeah. What is the hardest thing you found for you to teach them? Manners. Wow, that was fast. Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? Just everyday manners. I mean, they know what manners are. Right. It's just remembering to use your manners. But okay. there are a lot of times when somebody sneezes and nobody says, 
and it's like uh, hello right or thank you or phone manners you know hello goodbye because there's times even now when i call jack right what and it's no. like, no, it doesn't start with what. And I'll even stop. I won't even continue the conversation. Yeah. Good. It's like, <laughs> right. we don't start with what. We say hello or hi. I've yeah. never understood people that just hang up without saying goodbye. I, I, I get actually offended by that. It hurts me. Yeah. But I've had that a few times. Yeah. But I, I just, it really upsets me. So I that, never thought about manners. It starts being, at a young age and you yes. got to do it constantly before they they get it. Okay. So we had a family friend that used to answer the phone. His name was Deacon and he answered the phone Deacon speaking. Ah. That was the way he answered every call, no matter. But you got to kind of forgive that. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> right. It's all right. Me. Okay. Um, well, see, the manners never, I never felt that way. I felt yeah. like our girls, Murphy, they, they got the manners pretty quickly. Well, the one thing I think is difficult to teach is not because they're not willing to learn. It's because as a parent, slowing down to actually teach this mm-hmm. is what you need to do. And that's money and finance. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. such you know a big I mean? one. Instead yeah. of the, you that's know. That's our fault. Here's a field trip and $10, you know. You're right. It's so true. <laughs> Wait. That's true, though. The truth, though. It's There's true. Ten bucks. Did you spend your money? Uh-huh. Right. Did you save it is what I asked him. Is anything left? No. Okay, why, why not? What's funny is that the real experience is the greatest teacher of that. Yeah. So when yeah. the kid starts having some of their own money is the or making their own money is when you got to teach them about yeah. it. That's then when they, they start saving. When they, they learn it the hard way the first time they go to the mall and come home with nothing to show for it. Right. That's when you sit down and go, okay, see what happened here? Mm-hmm. You could still have six bucks in your pocket, but you don't. Yeah. Here's why. For me, honestly, it's driving. Uh, yeah. it, I, it's just to oh, me. Oh, yeah. I wasn't thinking of those terms. Because they have to do it to learn it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's still killing me inside well, to and, teach that. And I think I, I completely understand how you feel about that, Jody, since I've done most of the driving with our oldest daughter. You yeah, know? you have. <laughs> since you don't seem to have a problem with it, Mr. Finance. Okay, so 877-310-4MSJ. What do you find for you personally is the hardest thing to teach your child? Jody's Hollywood Outsider. If you're a big Game of Thrones fan, you know that filming has wrapped on the final season. We'll get the final season next year, 2019, but there's more. Yeah. HBO has ordered a pilot in the form of a prequel that's set to take place thousands of years prior to the Westeros you know today. Or you know that's so now. They're hoping for another ratings grab on that one, huh? Yeah, and and it's it's George R. R. Martin describes it as, as as an age, you know, before they descend into darkness. So so you know about it. It's so long before that we won't see any of these characters. No, you should not. Well, if it's a thousand years before, I, this, it could be a stretch, Sam. Yeah, but yeah. it's not the same characters. But it's gonna you're gonna see things that tie in. Right. Hence the prequel. It's a big deal if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you don't really want to let go of that world. You won't have to. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. A reminder that the Grammy Awards is coming up this Sunday night, hosted by comedian James Corden, but he's also a singer and he's music y. He's musically inclined. So remember, so have a good skit there. he's going to open the show with music. He's, he just will. Yeah. So Grammy Awards, it's expected to be Jay-Z's night and Kendrick Lamar's night because they have seven nominations each. Mm-hmm. But oh wait, Bruno Mars has six nominations. Um, everybody who's anybody is expected to be there. And, and performing too. And performing. Uh, you know the Grammy Awards. The the clothing is usually kind of crazy and racy. Um, but to I support, just always think of... J-Lo in that dress. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that was the Grammy Awards <sighs> yeah. that year. I always think of J-Lo regardless. Any dress, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um, instead of wearing all black like they did to the Golden Globes to support the Time's Up movement, and uh, they're gonna, everybody's going to be wearing a white rose so they can still wear their racy things they want to wear. Uh, look for it on CBS Sunday night. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Did you know the Pope has a Lamborghini? No. No, it's a real Lamborghini. How, okay. A Lamborghini gave uh, the Pope, a Pope Francis. His a, own? Is it uh, white? Yeah, it is. Of course. It's actually in white. There's a white leather interior. It wouldn't be appropriate if it was red. It's or got something. stripes on it that are in the color of the Vatican, you know, the no, Vatican color. Well, that's color. nice. Now, yeah, but. Uh, they gave but, it to him last year and he hasn't had a chance to use it because we're. Where are you going to get up to 198 miles an hour in Vatican City? You well, know? I don't right. think you should just be doing as you that get anyway. started. Okay, we got to stop. And um, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to me like the kind of person. Well, remember, who, remember before he became Pope, he had a Harley. Oh, so he had. I, a, I think he got rid of his Harley. Wait, he donated it to somebody. Said, why do you have to drive a Lamborghini that fast? Why can't you just drive it around? Because Go it's to the a grocery store, Lamborghini. Right. Yeah, Murphy's saying if he had one, he'd drive it slow. Yeah. Right. Get uh-huh. all the attention. Yeah, I'm driving 70 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Pope, since it's a great gift and all, he's decided to have somebody auction this off for charity. I was about to say, so, that's what the Pope does with a Lamborghini. Yeah, so, or, or materialistic things. Next Saturday is the big Pope Lamborghini auction. They're expecting to go for anywhere between a quarter mil and a half million dollars. Whoa! Oh, by the way, he autographed the, tr- the, the hood, too. Nice. So oh, my gosh. This is the Pope's well, Lamborghini. That, that means you can't go through a car wash. Well, Not I'm that sure you want to do that in a Lamborghini anyway, but... <laughs> right! I spent a half a million dollars. You know, speaking of all the old toys and old toys being worth something, yeah. we have a friend, Murphy, yeah. um, and he gets up often early on Saturday. What's the funny you say? Is this going to take long? <laughs> he gets up early on Saturday mornings and hits yard sales, estate sales, and garage sales to find old toys that people are getting rid of. Smart. Then he'll go home and put them on eBay and turn them around and make money sometimes. Huh. Sometimes it works, sometimes not. You know, I'm, I wonder if that's kind of like, you know... It's kind of like American thrill, Pickers. It's like the thrill of finding the one that's worth something. It's kind of like yeah. going through a, a ticket and seeing if you've won, if your numbers have won. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it didn't. But then eventually he probably does buy some toy, and he knows what he's looking for, I bet you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be something that's still in the box, apparently. Yeah, That's I mean, or he's taking fill. a chance. If he throws two bucks at something and he goes and then finds or stands there and Googles that it's, you know, worth something, then yeah, I'll give you two bucks for it. Wink, yeah. wink. And how do you do that discreetly? How do you like sustain your, you know, you your see excitement? that? Yeah, you know, that's a thousand dollar Barbie doll. Well, you don't say that. <laughs> right. Number one, you don't say that. And you, you have a poker face for it. Yeah, that's, that's when you get bold and try and talk them down. Right. Five dollars. I don't know. Two fifty. <laughs> and that's what happens at garage sales, doesn't it? Yeah. Happy and safe 4th of July to you and your family. Remember to keep the fur babies safe inside if you can. Mm-hmm. Fireworks is the end of the world to dogs mm-hmm. and maybe cats. Get some guidelines on our website, murphysamandjody.com. Not so much the cats.